it's Melanie Boylan here and I'm doing today's Irish Tech News podcast with Councillor Donna Cooney of the Green Party who's based in Clontarf. Hello Donna. Hello, <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we've got an awful lot to talk about today um, <laughs> and a lot to cover but I wanted to speak to you today to learn more about um, all the projects that you've been working on and I know you're very much for climate change and you know, supporting sustainability. And I wanted to ask, first of all, especially on the sustainable side of things, how's it going on Bull Island? Because you know, the first time I heard you um, speak quite loudly was about Bull Island in May this year. <laughs> I know. Well, it's been an ongoing thing. I've it's been even before May, um, but I suppose what it was in May was that we had a, a time when when cars um, weren't allowed onto Bull Island. They were restricted during the the first, um, you know, our first uh, COVID um, outbreak, and it was just such a pleasure to be on Bull Island um, without all the the traffic and the and the vehicles going over there. And it seemed to recover. Nature seemed to recover, um, you know, and there was it was quiet and the air was clean and a lot of the ground nesting birds that hadn't um, nested in, in decades um, as came back again, you know, so it was absolutely wonderful. Um, I was down there this morning a lot of swimmers um it's become sea swimming's become really popular you know there used to be a small group of us and now you're just trying to find a space where, <laughs> where you can go down there so the tides are in early uh, early this week which is brilliant uh, so i got down um, after the cycle bus straight down for a, an early morning dip and then you don't mind uh, being s- sort of stuck indoors or in front of a screen for the rest of the day because you've got out and it's just an amazing resource to have um and I think we're really connecting with nature more than than ever. Um, and people really have done that during the whole, you know, COVID uh, restrictions because they've been working from home and they've gone out and walked within their 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 uh, space, be it when we two kilometers or five kilometers, and discovered nature um, in the in the in their in their localities. And we've really, I think, become to appreciate it and um, those those times and that time spent uh, w- with nature. And um, it's something that I hope, you know, we'll retain and keep. Um, but with Bull Island, it's quite frustrating in the sense that, you know, it's, it's absolutely amazing. Um, it's it's a biosphere and it's a world UNESCO site. And there's at least, you know, there's it's protected, it's a bird sanctuary, it's, you know, it's just absolutely amazing um, to have that in a capital city, so close to the city centre, and uh, it needs to be protected um, so that it's there, you know, forever. We have to protect it by international, European and national law. Um, So um, what I was trying to do was restrict the amount of cars um, onto the island, really, to protect it. And, and also for people to be able to enjoy because um, what happens when you you people particularly coming across the wooden bridge is they get over and there's not enough parking and the people are trying to come off and they end up nose to nose, stuck in their cars, fumes everywhere, not to, there are people in the cars are not too happy, people trying to walk and push buggies, bicycles and, and children and scooters or whatever not too happy either and and the guards have to go down there and, and close it off and direct everything off and they they spend their their overtime you know on, on a Sunday or a Saturday trying to trying to sort it out so um 
Yeah, I just wanted a solution to that. And I thought, well, you're just going to have to restrict the numbers of, of cars that are driving down there so that those that actually really need to can get a permit and, and get to go down there if they have no other option. Um, and those that can um, use active uh, transport and can walk and cycle the last bit of the way even um, can do that. How do you think this is going to be implemented? Well, well, the plan that they've come up with is really just to stop the illegal parking by putting um, uh, bollards, um, lighthouse bollards along the pavement, which is to protect the, the pavement um, from cars parking along it, which is what they should be doing anyway. So they're going to go to this expense of putting bollards all the way along the pavement um, and then putting in um, some car parking spaces, 40 car parking spaces. But there's, um, I've asked them to do something to let people know that when those those forty car parking spaces um, are used up, that there isn't any more. So there's no point in you going on. So, so if they like could, a spaces sign that you see in in yeah, a town. Yeah, when you see them, like you go down, and I mean everywhere, most car parks have them now, even for your local gym or wherever. Why people drive to gym but that's besides the point <laughs> to, to sit on a, on a bicycle but uh, <laughs> but anyway um but they have like the, those signs outside um outside gyms or almost car parks which will say you know whatever full <laughs> um uh use use car park one or two or full or on the way into the city center they have signs telling you which car parks have parking in them so it's not beyond the possibilities to put something like that so people know uh rather than having the guards having to stand there directing people off um and uh, it's 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 really it's getting into a very dangerous situation there's been cars that have got very people have been cars that have got very frustrated and tried to turn and nearly fallen down off you know you'll end mm -hmm. up with a couple of cars in the sea and um, so it's yeah not not a good not a good scenario and um, is there funding for this is it available from unesco or something like that no, well, we have um, COVID mobility funding and that's the funding that they're going to put in. Um, but yeah, you could, I mean, the thing, this, um, it's run, it's, even though it's it's uh, an, an internationally um, recognised biosphere, it's actually managed and run um, by Dublin City Council um, uh, and the Parks Department. So it's not the um, under the National Wildlife um, Services, even though they have a role in terms of protecting the wildlife. Um, so it does have to come from uh, Dublin City Council, who would have to get the get speak to national parks and wildlife in relation to doing any sort of measures because of what impact it can have mm. um but like antashka have written to dublin city council which are the watchdogs for the environment in ireland um, and they have written um and asked dublin city council to restrict the car movements in terms of the protection um of, of the biosphere and there was concerns by a number of um uh, wildlife and and what uh, and um environmental protection um engos you know so um so yeah i mean it's it's they're well aware that there's concerns and there's new um uh, management um plan that's um in, in in a draft stage at the moment for bull island and um i'm on that um so there'll be a number of, of people from the community and various bodies that will be on this management plan and i'll definitely be re recommending um that they um look at it at, at a safe access to, to bull island and restrict it 
um, they could have something like a, you know, a little electric bus or something like that, that brought people up and down as well on the causeway area, um, which is another, another option. So, okay. yeah. Okay, and, um, and then protecting the sea is another thing as well. <laughs> um, pollution, you know. But anyway, that's well, especially if you've got cars falling in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, um, I wanted to ask also, um, you know, has there been any updates, you know, since then? You know, has has anything changed through the doll? Has there been? I, I know we've been talking about what we could do. Um, but has anything actually physically changed since May? On Bull Island? Yeah. Um, no, there's been no new uh, new laws. I mean, the laws are all there in terms of the protection um, of Bull Island. Um, we have um, all the laws that, that, that can protect it. And in fact, the laws are there and some of them maybe just need to be enacted more. But we do have all the laws that protect um, it as a biosphere you know um, so you know that there's been nothing changed in terms of of um through through the doll um and I there hasn't actually been anything requested of it either really um as I say it's managed by the by Dublin City Council as as a as the local authority um and yeah I would hope that they would you know that they would do that it wouldn't need you know um, any sort of national um you wouldn't need to 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 take it over under the National Parks and Wildlife Services that Dublin City Council uh, would have the resources to to protect it themselves. Gotcha. Okay. Well, no, I, I was just curious because it was something I was actively following myself back yeah. in May. Um, but it, you know, you're you're not dropping the case. You're still trying to no keeping it. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're keeping it in um, the public eye as well, which is which is what I like as well. Well, there's huge public support, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, it's it's a really, really well-loved um, location and, and has become even more so um, extremely popular. And it's it's the popularity of it, I suppose, in the sense, I suppose, it, I mean, you wouldn't, people don't think of it like, they think of it as almost as a beach, but it is a biosphere. So it's that maintaining that, that connect, connect for it with humans, but that humans don't do it any damage either, you know? Right. Okay, well... You're also um, quite behind the old cycle bus that you mentioned earlier on. Yeah. Tell us more about that. How does that work? Well, what it is, is it's, um, it's a way of bringing children to school safely on bicycles um, until we have um, cycling infrastructure. And even when we do for younger children, um, and it's what they, they, you won't see them doing it in Holland a lot, where they cycle on the outside of the children. So a cycle bus is the slowest, so usually the youngest child or the slowest cyclist there up the front, there's, there's a parent ahead of that. So I have the green cycle bus every morning. We set off the spar in the corner um, and, and we, we cycle up. Most people in the school, we did a survey and we got everybody's postcodes to find out how many people were interested in joining. And um, you, you, we worked out routes um, and we go out and it's like, literally like we stop at different stops. So we found out where stops were closest to people's addresses and we stopped like a, we, you would do a bus, but now it's got so smoothly run that you really don't stop. You sort of slow down when you get to the stop <laughs> and they sort of join in. 
and it's like you know it's like watching synchronized cycling you know? it's it just, sounds really good yeah, yeah. do you have somebody doing a gopro video yeah well i really yeah we, we should i mean we wanted to get a drone of us doing because when they merge at the school like so you've got them coming from down the road and we're going up the road and we meet each other at the school like i want to get like this shot like this aerial shot of that but um you know it's it's really it's great fun and the children are chatting to each other and like so they're socializing on the way um, you know, there's like the parents are really happy. It's like, you know, this the solution, it was a solution in the sense that the principal was looking for. We're very lucky in the sense of our school um, have been quite proactive in terms of looking at, at ways to get active transport. We had a issue with um, congestion at the school and we've applied. We were one of the earlier ones to get a school zone. But now throughout Dublin City, um, there's um, Oh, it's up to 78 schools Schools have applied and growing. So wow. it'll be more than half the schools in Dublin City will have these school zones. So what they are is there's big colourful dots outside the school on the, on the, on the road. And um, it says school zone on either side. And they've got these bollards that are like um, pe pencils with the rubber at the end. You know, those pencils. <laughs> and they so have cool. those on the pavement. Yeah, it's like school. So it's colourful. It's fun. It's a splash colour. And it just lets people know there's a school there. So just be, you know, be careful, you know. And it, it discourages people from, from um, driving or, or parking there. So um, and this has all been brought in with the COVID mobility because they understand that people need to be able to physically distance. They can't be congregating outside. And we also know that that um, that air pollution is more likely to to mean that, you know, the, the, even if, if you do get COVID, you have, you know, the the mortality rates are higher if you have air, if you have air pollution. So it all benefits us to to use active transport. And also because the capacity on the public transport is is at the they can only take 25 percent capacity at the moment. So if people can um, uh, to take the option of, of walking or cycling or scooting to school. So. It sounds like such a positive change and it was great that you were able to get it started and the uptake has been really impressive I've got to say. Um, yeah so like we have the majority of people cycling now to school in, in our school which is absolutely wonderful you know we just can't get enough bicycle stands for them all. Which has been proven really good concentration for the kids as well hasn't it that yeah. sort of activity in the morning. I think it does. It's actually been proven, I think, scientifically that that children do better that 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 walk or cycle to school. And it, it's learning. I mean, if you're if ferried around everywhere, you don't even actually really know where you live and you have no sense of your direction or your roads or anything like there's such a learning experience when you're mm -hmm. out there and it's it's able to navigate. And it's also confidence because then they learn to be confident um, in their in their selves and their own abilities. And then to be able to do that, then that they have the freedom to be able to go out then themselves um, on their bicycles when they're a bit older. And it just gives them that, um, you know, that independence that's so necessary, you know, that that a lot of children are missing out on um, is, is that sense of, of, of being able to, you know, get themselves around and not be ferried around everywhere you know yeah. to to yeah it's a real part of the the learning uh, learning experience and it gives them an understanding of social responsibility as well i think i think it does you know um i i i, I mean the, 
that's full of questions and full of all sorts of chat that we have in the in the morning and uh, you know the sort of things that get discussed by by children even little Maeve sits cycles beside me and she's six and she's full of all sorts of questions <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know it's very fun but I, I really enjoy it you know it's it's like you know the way you'd feel like on a Monday morning you say oh a Monday morning like you know but now yeah. it's like you know Monday morning's like a Friday to have it. <laughs> it's 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 great fun you know I really enjoy the cycle busing. I think for a lot of people who are also feeling maybe a bit isolated and stuck um, you know, they're, maybe they're working from home but their kids are going into school it gives them a really good opportunity to break out of the cycle of being stuck indoors and you know they're escorting their kids to school and then gets them out as well it's true it, I think it does um I think that it makes uh, I mean they say that uh, that um I suppose you go on to my, my being an artist but they say was it with Picasso that said that you know um uh, that every child is an artist but you don't it's when you get, get it's 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 um, keep me remaining an artist when you're an adult but it's a bit like being cycling as well it's like we all enjoyed cycling when we were children and it mm. sort of puts you into that headspace again when you're on your bicycle totally. you know you just feel happy you know you just you feel mm. happier about life and it gives you a more positive outlook on life you know so um yeah yeah and um, no there's two very positive topics we've covered so far but I'm going to have to move on to something that um, isn't quite so positive or bouncy happy. Um, one of the things you've been recently looking into is mink farms and their connection to um, coronavirus. Um, tell us what's been happening there. Well, they're at the moment they're carrying out studies on uh, three mink farms um, in Ireland. And we know now that there's been um, restrictions on people entering from uh, Denmark because of the outbreak in, um, in mink farms there. And um, uh, it's, it's another new strain of the virus, which, you know, we were all really hearing that we got uh, just about to get a, a vaccine and um, that's seems to be 90% um, effective. And yet if we have another strain um, of COVID-19, we're back to square one again, you know? Um, so it's really important that, um, I mean, I it's part of the programme for government um, to get rid of fur farming in Ireland anyway. So mm. I think it's, you know, it's, it's about time that we, they, there's all sorts of other harms. Um, it's not natural to be keeping animals in cages um, for for anyway, you know, so um, they're bound to contract all sorts of viruses, and um, because it's an unnatural way to to uh, restrict an animal in close confined uh, spaces, it's cruel. Um, in terms of an animal welfare basis, it's um, they very often escape as well, and mm. you know, and that causes all sorts of damage to our native wildlife. It's happened along around by the by the Liffey and things like that, you know. So it's so there's there's so many reasons. Um, yeah, and, so it's and not all in isolation, is it? It's you no, know, it's a not lot of like isolation. Well, I mean, the whole COVID thing has got to do with the fact that we we were not caring and looking after nature. Um, um, a lot of it's got connected with with a disconnect with the natural world and doing things that are are are. Um, are disconnected to nature that cause that sort of uh, effect. So we do, I think now to close down the the, the, the mink farms um, 
and um, you know is is do it. I, I would want. I'm urging that um, part of the program for government to be brought um, in sooner rather than 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 later. You know, so um, um, so that's that's my my call now. But I mean, they're doing the tests now. I mean, unfortunately, the 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 animals will probably have to be, um, yeah, they'll have to probably, be probably yeah yeah. Um, but it's it's no life for them anyway no. you know it's no life for them um and it's you know breeding them and 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 even just for something that's you know completely unnecessary um unnecessary um you know product that that humans don't actually need you know yeah um so i mean this is quite a new development isn't it the as this coming in um so where where does it stand right now? Are we like a week away, two weeks away from getting a resolve, or um, do we know what's um, happening? Now? Well, there, I know that they're undertaking the tests now. I was checking the the news earlier to see if they've come in, but I'd say we'll get a report pretty soon, if not later today, um, as to whether they found any of that strain. Um, oh, okay, so we're finding the... out quite quickly. Oh yeah, well they they're, they're testing the, the the mink farms in Ireland at the moment. Um, We've only got three um, actual mink farms in Ireland, um, so they're 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 able to test them. So they're testing them at the moment in the mink farms in Ireland. But I mean, we do know that um, that it, we we do know that it's it's we don't know if it's it's spread. But I mean, it can it can it can spread because they do escape. So once they get into the wildlife, that's the problem. You know, you need to catch it before it it's, it spreads. And um, mm. not only people working there, but also other other wild animals um, that it can then uh, spread throughout the country yeah okay well I'm sorry I had to touch on that it was I just know, something yeah. I, I saw you were dealing with in the last couple of days yeah um, but to move on to something a little bit more uh, positive again um, you're an artist as well yes as if you haven't got enough to do already well, Donna Cooney. <laughs> no, yeah. well, I mean, my, my artwork, I suppose, in a sense, is, is my um, my first my first thing, you know, besides. Yeah. yeah uh, so, well, besides being a mother, you know, and <laughs> everything. You no, know, but my artwork is. Yeah, that's that's me. You know, it's so, your passion, um, isn't it? It's my passion. Yeah, it's 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 what I do. It's what I am, you know. So, um, yeah. And I mean, I suppose, in a sense, um, um my my work as well is is part of my activism like i i'm like an artist and and my activism and it comes out in 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 the you know so i i it comes out in terms i do a lot of patisserie work um you know i work with large groups of people with the freedom machine we had like 100 women cycling in the parade in 2018 to um to do with commemorating votes for women and celebrating women and women's emancipation which was brought about by the, the by the bicycle so um susan beeking said that in 1890 so um that it wasn't for the invention of the bicycle um you know the invention of the bicycle was um the best thing for for women's emancipation so looking at that and now we've done joy school about cycling as well so um which is about the connect between uh, bicycle uh, and Irish writers so great great participatory things and um, loads of workshops and you know people feeling getting a huge um, joy out of working you know um, in, in, in art and on, on bicycles um, and then um, yeah so yeah and now next next um, week 
um, hopefully it'll be unveiled next week, which is a, a project that I work with. Um, I work with uh, the artists in prison scheme. So it's sort of, um, it's between the, um, the prison services and the arts council and the arts council pay artists to work with uh, in a prison setting with um, people that are either in prison or in the probationary services. Mm -hmm. So um, the last work I did, I've worked in the women's prison, but the last work I did was, was with uh, men and they were working on quite unusually because they were training in welding and um in in uh, arc welding and in in woodwork so um they wanted to bring an artist in to work some, on something so i said you know let's make something big scale make it make it about i think i was coming back actually on a train from limerick from eva and i was looking at all the at the the sort of the iron bridges and the railways and everything and i was thinking about all this work that men did on like dangerous work you know mm. sort of and working on teams so it's about the sort of celebrating commemorating men working on 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 railways and on big sort of sort of construction work like that so um and i think it was about bringing them pride in their work as well that if they work together in a team so you know they were like first of all saying to me well, why do we need to have a team why can we just do one figure and i was like <laughs> but i showing them like the shapes like the strength that you have when you have like more so it's like a tripod shape which is the strongest shape and they have their arms on either side so we went out and we got the we sourced the materials from the works in Inchicore, which is like where they have all the railway um like the old railways and it's just so we it's they're actually the backbone and the back leg is um is a piece of, of railway steel railway and then they've welded all the other parts which are sort of recycled machinery as well and then we made so they're all parts of a machine and they carry over their heads then the railway sleepers how big is which this are sort of makes so it's about huh how big is this um it's maybe uh 10 12 feet high Tall, it but sounds tall. massive <laughs> yeah, no. and then we made these faces because and then we looked at I, I wanted to do a second project of them then because they were all parts of a machine but then each individual is completely unique like mm. our faces are unique we're actually totally totally unique every single person is unique and so we can work together in a teams and machine but then we're also very unique each each person is really important because each person is also you know unique and so so we we did a lot of work on faces and looking at faces and drawing each other and then um, I brought them through the process of mold making and casting and then we went and we got them made in the foundry in three in bronze cast so we bronze cast faces wow. which were then attached to it so that's finally getting unveiled and I wanted it in a public place as well so and sort of connect the road so it's going to Kent um, railway station in Cork which is the four, fourth biggest um, fourth busiest railway station so uh in Ireland so it should get lots of um lots of views. lots of views yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so is it being unveiled there Donna yeah or, it is yeah, yeah. okay won't be able to go because I'm restricted to oh, Dublin. Oh, such a but, shame. Uh, yeah, do they do a live stream for you? Or? Yeah, I, yeah, I think, you know, Emma, who is like the media person with, with Irish Rail, is, is like she is on top of it. She'll, she'll do it. She'll do all the sort of 
be honest, Jamie should probably, you know, should put it on Twitter and whatever, Instagram and all the rest, you know. So, yeah, I mean, but it's a shame. And I've asked people who I know locally to go down as well, like just to be doubly sure. <laughs> Could you get down, Oliver, and get a few photos? Well, it's there, just as well, you know, people down there that you can get it yeah, done. It yeah. sounds amazing. It really yeah, does. Yeah. How long did it take to make? Um, well, there was two stages in it, I suppose. There was like all the preparation in advance and then I suppose about a bit over a year, really. Um, uh, and then it like it's it, but it's been sitting. It didn't it's getting to its final location now is is what's taken the time because there was a bit of delay. It was supposed to go to another station and then they had to do some other works and it turned out they couldn't put it there. It was out in Rua Red, which is um, the gallery out in um it was selected for um, an exhibition by uh, Brian Maguire. I don't know if you know him, but um, he'd be quite a, a well-known established Irish artist. So, um, and he sort of started the whole thing of artists working. I think he was like one of the founders or the earliest artists that was working in prison, in a prison setting, you know? So, um, well, it's quite yeah, an achievement so that, for those prisoners, isn't it? You know, yeah, to come and out it's, it's, and have that, amazing. It is, and it's like another um, thing to put in your in your CV as well, because like there actually there's a lot of artwork happening at the moment, and the foundries are quite busy. It's quite difficult to actually get, um, you know, so your your piece is cast. So it means that they, they it's another opportunity work opportunity because not only they do you know not only have they done welding and work woodwork, but they've worked with an artist from a concept stage to a final stage. So even if they don't make more artwork themselves, they understand and the process um, mm. and are able to relate um, in terms of, of working in that area either as a, an arts a technician or working in, in a foundry and it's it's a sense of pride as well which is what I was hoping to to bring a sort of a sense of, of achievement that you you can do and there was a real sense of um, pride in, in the work like you know it's like how, how much is this worth <laughs> how much is this worth it's priceless, priceless absolutely it sounds it I mean, I can't wait to see it. So it's next week, some stage. Do you know when? Yeah. I don't know the exact date. Um, no, I have to I have to check that up. I've been so busy. I forgot to check up with Emma, but I have to check exactly what date. <laughs> but you'll see it if you're following my, my social media. That I'll be, I'll, Just beat me to it. it. Yeah. So, so if we wanted to learn more about you, um, Donna Cooney, Councillor Donna yeah. Cooney, yeah. Um, where would we learn more about everything you're participating in um, and anything we can help to support you with? Um, so how, how would we reach you? Well, um, I'm Donna uh, Cooney1 on um, Twitter. I'm on Instagram the same. I'm on Facebook. Um, so yeah, you can check out any of the social media. You can... Um, Email me at donna.cooney at uh, dublincity.ie um, or donna.cooney1 at yahoo.ie. I'm also, you can check out my projects like um, uh, Freedom Machine has a website, Joyskill has a website, and I also have my own um, art website as well, which is donna.cooney12. So uh, yeah, so it's 
simple just think of Donna Cooney one so I don't know how I managed to be the first one I actually met somebody just swimming the other day and they said oh my my uh they were telling me that his sister was called Donna Cooney and she's really I said, oh, yeah I have to get her go down to go down and see the sculpture too yeah how funny so, yeah <laughs> I, I was talking to them. they have a new four-year-old that's just started um uh, the school and um in, in in junior infants and they introduced me to her and he said oh my name's actually Cooney as well and I said all right and he says I've got a sister called Donna Cooney <laughs> Island's so small <laughs> um well it was an absolute pleasure to speak to you today um Donna thank you so yeah. much for giving us your time and and helping us understand everything that you've been um working on um, we really appreciate you giving us all these updates and really looking forward to seeing your unveiling next week. Great. Thank you so much and enjoy the rest of your day then. Bye. Bye. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed that podcast and we will be bringing you more across as diverse and interesting a range of stories as we can find. You're welcome to reach out to us on Twitter, LinkedIn or by email and give us any feedback and let us know what you'd like us to cover in the future. Thanks and keep listening.